Welcome to another episode of Have a Chat with Vaughan Hay. Today, we've got a special guest in Kate Martin, a business coach slash PT mentor. So I welcome you, Kate, today. Thanks for coming on. Thank you, Vaughan. Thank you so much for doing this and your interviews. They're just a great idea, full stop. Oh, thank you. Thanks for that. Um, Can we just start off with maybe getting a little bit of insight about you coming, like the role you play now as a business coach slash mentor, PT mentor. Could you give us a bit of insight in how you came about that and what's it all about as well? Sure. Um, for people that don't know what PT is, because in every different oh, state and country, yeah. that means different things. No, sorry. Yeah. I'm just used to because when I just recently moved from, well, not recently, 10 years ago, moved from Sydney to Victoria and PT down here means public transport. <laughs> <laughs> and in America, PT means you're a physical therapist. But anyway, just so if you're a PT, you're a personal trainer and you're putting that word out there, just know that people don't know what you mean. So personal training, meaning my background is I've been a personal trainer for 22 years. Um, I moved a lot in the early stages, like I mean interstate and started from scratch and didn't realize that I was just naturally good at networking because I like people. Um, And I was also really good at doing seminars and workshops uh, for free and low end, but then that that would accidentally get me clients as well. So, and then in another gym situation, I was in the gym as a personal trainer and also opened a massage clinic. So I got qualified in that and then got qualified in nutrition as well. So I've done lots of, modalities of training but I'm more just like very interested in people and because I could I I got really technical as well so I started getting trained in um, all the modalities to do with fixing the spine and posture and that kind of stuff functional exercise so I'm a Czechy a full Czech person but I'm a Polycom person as well if that means anything to anybody Mm -hmm. probably doesn't I mean, just spend a lot of money on your education you still don't have a degree (laughs) with my parents always saying why aren't you a doctor yet I got that question the other day again, actually, anyway, because of all the money that they'd spent on me in my early twenties with an education. Anyway. um, So I started coaching personal trainers in groups as well, because I got quite good at helping people fix their backs. And then the other trainers that were local and in that gym, maybe for example, in Sydney, wanted me to show them, what are you doing with the stick? Why do you know this thing about the posture or whatever? So I'd run small groups of trainers and then that turned into helping them with their business. At the same time, I'm just doing, normal personal training and so there was a was a personal trainer for about 10 years then started helping other trainers and then there was an overlap for 10 years before I went 100% online and now just help personal trainers with their business I should say experienced coaches because not all personal trainers I think it's hard generally when you work for yourself so it's if they haven't got at least two years in then I'll, I'll break them um, yeah, so I help them with marketing yeah. and creating other packages and looking at their business and going, am I offering things that are just all low end or do I have some things that are high end and how much time do you have to do that? So a lot of the people that I help are women and they have their mothers as well. So they don't have, they don't have, you know, they can't stay up till 2am in the morning hustling like I've been taught in some bro mentoring groups and stuff as well. Yeah, and I find that it soothes my kind of like ADD personality because I've always liked to have 50 projects, 15 approximately on the go with multiple contractors helping me to execute them like from retreats to seven day events, to short things, to online programs, to boot camps, to seminars, workshops, whatever. Um, And so now I get my jollies out of helping those other coaches execute those things. And then also earning more income because they're experienced anyway. They're just not 
used to breaking through the barrier of saying, Hey, I'm worth this much money and you can give it to me. <laughs> yeah. And that's a, yeah. that's a big thing in the industry or in like a lot of industries when you're selling a product, which is your self service and all that too, you got to sort of yes. back your, your quality and back yourself in value wise as well in dollars and all that as well. Cause we probably undersell ourselves a lot of the time. Yeah, actually you just hit on two really important points. Nothing wrong with underselling yourself if that's okay with you initially, because yep. you, I think you do need to get your hands dirty and really be in the thing and know that you can do the thing and you are good at the thing. I spoke to an inexperienced, well, I say inexperienced because he hasn't got many clients coach this morning um, and literally said to him, the best thing for you would be to go and get a personal trainer in the suburb where you live or work and get them to train you because all this marketing fluff, social media, all that stuff, is definitely not the first thing to do. Social media is a very nice thing to have, but unless you can literally fall in love with the way you do things and fall in love with yourself, like with all that stuff, it comes across. And then when you're trying to make a sale or convince anyone of anything, you're actually lying because you don't mm. think it's the truth. Yeah, you're trying to convince yourself in that same sale, aren't you, before you're trying to convince the client, which isn't... I guess so. <laughs> well, I, I don't guess know. so. It, it could... expert, that's probably what's happening. And the other thing you mentioned is, it's it is the selling yourself so it's almost like you could be in sales for some other company or something and that's fine because it's not a personal transaction but it is very different receiving money for yourself yeah yeah it's a new a new a new paradigm that we're doing i guess in a good way yeah definitely it's definitely in a good way well will you talk about personal trainers so a lot of anyone really but you start out, you get your qualification, um, you know, in becoming a personal PT or a personal trainer. And then you sort of just go out there and, you know, hope it all comes together. You can attract clients, you can find what you need to do and find your niche, but it's not that easy. Um, and I think the, the element which gets lost in all that is actually the business side of things. How do we run a business? So, you know, you might have the skill set to be able to train someone, but how do you retain clients? How do you build clientele? How do you create more awareness? And I gather that's the sort of, viewpoint you come across or you implement as a coach and a mentor to your PT for personal trainers? Yes, from a business structure perspective, but in total honesty, the business structure is probably 20 or 30% of it, mm -hmm. which okay. is really small in comparison to, well, then what's in the other 70%? What are you doing? Yeah. Um, I guess in the, in the other part, because there's a gazillion marketing rules and pamphlets and PDFs and courses, et cetera, that you can do. And they virtually all say the same thing, you know, narrow down to your niche, blah, blah, understand this, whatever. Yeah. But for somebody to continually execute and get a result in some, like something that they like, it's, it's why you doing this is a really good idea. So you're kind of building a crowd. You're obviously just like talking to people and getting to know them. You don't even have a product or a service or an offer that you're offering. I don't know if you do, yeah. but even if you don't, and even if they don't, they should tune into one kind of marketing like this that they like because then it becomes it becomes like there's no time. It becomes easy to do. Yeah. So there's figuring out what's their genius and getting them to market with that and then getting them to build a product or a service and an offer off the back of that as well and then understanding that it can't just be more group sessions, more one-on-one -on -one sessions. It needs to go to the price that's higher than that, which is also why I could only do experienced coaches too. And if you're an experienced person listening to this, you must have something in the higher end offer because statistically, and this is just from working in gym sales for a long yeah. time over the years, 
there's one in 20 people that walk through the door will buy the higher end package, regardless of what you say or how you say it. And that, that's a pretty good statistic, but I don't know what we're expecting people to just like knock on our door and give us money or something when we don't put ourselves out there enough to say, hey, I've got the thing. I don't mean put your prices online. I just mean might be, hey, I've got some VIP places available for this thing if you would like to do it. And then have a conversation with the human being because they're a human and then maybe enroll them if it's applicable. Mm. Mm, definitely. So go on, what are some of the challenges you find with a lot of your, your clients you um, have on the books and who come and approach you originally? What are some of the challenges people are facing on a day-to-day basis? So usually that they, one of the big things is that they just don't have enough time. They could probably do more one-on-one sessions if they didn't have a family, didn't have a life, and definitely didn't have kids. They could definitely do more. Um, I guess the other thing is lack of clarity around marketing in the, in the couple of minutes, especially if you're homeschooling in the pandemic, in the couple of minutes that we've got each day to do something, what do you do to actually move the needle? Can I save or doing this stuff like this, like interviews that is so it moves the needle. Mm-hmm. as in yeah. it gets people further in their business yep. if they've got an offer as well not only because of the human relationship that you're building with me but obviously because of the people that see it yeah you're um, reaching out to a broader um sort of group of people aren't you or a different demographic who you might not have even been in contact with previously yeah and i want to add another layer to that so if people say copy this as an idea because it yeah. is a good idea it's important to i think approach it from the perspective that you're doing it to help your crowd. Like let's say I'm a trainer and pointing myself as a trainer. I'd be doing it to help my crowd back there with some extra information that I don't have. So maybe you are the other expert that um, um, has, you know, extra knowledge that can help my clients. And if you go into it, I think marketing can be approached from the, you've got to do it this way and tick the list and do all the things. But if you do it from the perspective that, Sorry, can you hear my dog barking? <laughs> you do it from the perspective that you're doing it to help the other clients that you've actually already got. One, it feels better and it should feel good. And two, it falls a little bit differently because it's not like icky and salesy scripty. Yeah, it's more natural, well. isn't it? And it's, mm. you're not trying to gain something out of it just for your own personal satisfaction. It's more a give and take yeah. kind of thing. Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. No, it's a give. Yeah, no, that's fair. Um, so as coaches, like I'm the coach as well in a different type of space, it's still all aligned, you know, the personal trainers, I'm a mindset, personal development coach. I know that we probably think we can do it all. We've got all the resources around us, but it's so important, isn't it? To have coaches or mentors to sort of bounce ideas off and all coaches or mentors need other people to then sort of have a group or a community around them where they can sort of, um, create, you know, new ideas or see things differently. Would you agree with that or? Um, I do and I don't. Yeah. Um, I, it, it definitely, I love it myself. Yes. yes. I was saying to this young guy today, I've had a personal trainer for 22 years. It's yeah. obviously not the same person, but it is actually the only reason that I got so like to blow my own horn or whatever you call that. Yep. I got really technical really quickly was because I had a really bad injury. That person helped me with my injury. Then I wanted to do the bodybuilding stuff. And then, so I had more people help me do that. So I always had a coach in that sense. Um, yes. I, and I often have a business coach as well because it just speeds it up. It doesn't mean it's like for everybody at yes, all. Yes, that's true. At all. I don't think, um, but it definitely 
makes it faster. That's for yeah, sure. It fast tracks it, doesn't it? Absolutely. Yeah. And it is, it is plus, I think what we don't give as much credit to these days is, you know, Napoleon, the Napoleon Hill book, I think it's Think and Grow Rich or one of his books. Oh, yeah. And he talks about um, the power of the, the um, mastermind. Yep. So one brain and one brain is not really the power of two brains. It's the power of 11 or something. Because I'm really not good at maths, as you can tell. But when you get a group of people like that, it's true. So yeah. I'm not. I always have a calculator here because I really can't. I did like six times 100 on here the other day and thought, oh, what are you doing? Anyway. Yeah, yeah. So, how the mastermind. Yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> no, I'm just not good at maths. Yeah. I don't know where my daughter came from. She's really good at maths. But it is the power of the mastermind definitely helps. It's speed. I mean, how much money and time do people how much time literally do people have hmm. to figure it out? They don't, I think, and to answer your question, I keep forgetting I answer one question and forget the second one, but to, that's what they come with. They come with, they could fit more clients in if they had more time, but they don't have more time. So what do they do in terms of marketing? But then what are they going to offer these people? Because you can't just keep doing group sessions, boot camps or one-on-ones. You can't. I mean, you can. You can if that brings you joy. But if you're kind of getting to the end of your tether, that's where they are. They're like, this is just not working. I'm going to have to get another job. I just can't see how to, you know, break the glass ceiling of with income. Like, what is it that I do? So you figure out what their genius is. Like, this is a genius for marketing, talking to people. Um, but then also, you know, how do you run a course or something off the back end of that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. How do you implement something else? Yeah, definitely. And when you're saying life balance and, you, you know, they might have to go and get another job. So they're actually reducing the time, they, the minimum time they had to less time again. So... People, like, especially when you're working for yourself, um, if it's in any mm. organisation or that, the challenge is life that, like having time to be able to fit everything in, to sort of have progression, have views for the future as well. How do you mm. sort of help your clients in okay. that sense? Or what advice could you pass on there? I like what you said that in terms of work, something about working on yourself in terms of progression. How yeah, did you word that? Yeah, but yeah, um, oh, I'll have to think of it. But yeah, like uh, <laughs> balancing time and all that, and in, pro- yeah. in progressing in yourself, but also yeah, having a, a longer long term view as well. But implementing stuff and mm. being um, proactive and you know, and managing the things you need to in in the moment as well. Yeah, because often, like you know what it's like if you work for yourself, you, the to do list is the more oh. you know, it's like totally overwhelming. Your to do list actually grows. It grows. Endless. It always yeah. grows. Yeah. So one, you have to implement some kind of mindset work. I and mean, I find the, the amount of that that somebody needs to do, like meditating, journaling, running, whatever, walking, mindful, breathing, whatever it is, um, everyone's personality is different and they kind of come with a whole different set of genetic coded history. So they really, some of them need to do a lot of that or it won't work. Yeah. And some don't need to do as much and then they can go and open three gyms. Literally, that's how it actually happened. Yeah. Um, and it's identifying your weak spot in terms of that, but only that, not the rest of the personality because someone said to me, oh, I'm an empath, I'm not, I don't think I can get this done. Mm-hmm. Actually, you can just because you're sensitive doesn't mean, doesn't mean Jack, you can use your powers for good, I'm all for that. But it's in terms of having a, being able to look at it as a longer term view, I like them to check in with themselves at least once a week. And this is because this is what I do with myself. Yeah. I get everybody has to work out um, a system that works for them in terms of like, when do you check in with your financials, but then also when do you check in with being creative and looking at the past week and going, what worked, what didn't. Yeah. 
um, a system of writing down, you know, what are the next three things that I have to do, like maybe tomorrow and you do that night before, that definitely works. But taking that view, where they call it the 30,000 foot view, that needs to be taken as often as possible. Um, when I was doing um, a lot of PT sessions that we're doing, myself and a contractor had like 130, 150 yeah, wow. sessions, if you included one-on-ones, just two of us. Well, it was 30 groups, 30 sessions on the timetable. Yeah. But I would have all of Wednesday from 12 o'clock onwards off, no technology, didn't respond to clients, nothing. And then most of Sunday as well. And I had to do that or my head would fall apart. Yeah. Um, I also had this woman that I did a course with on mindset stuff. This was like eight years ago. Yep. And she was telling me to meditate. Now, the only reason I did it was because I paid her $15,000 US to do it. Yeah. So I wasn't going to not do what she said. Yeah. But everybody up until then had told me, for because it's free, you know, just mm. learn this thing. And ever since I've done it, I can literally get more done in less time because it's not as big a deal. Yep. You're prioritizing um, the things you need to do as well. In, in yeah, the, yeah around just, that time. Yeah. There's less going on up here. I don't know that could be possible. There's not much going on. <laughs> but it's, it's, it's just those, less. Those thoughts and those ideas that just keep coming and you're giving them too much time, aren't you, sometimes when you need to just do a task or do something to complete that to be able to move on. Is that what you're trying to say as well? Yeah, I guess so. There's less, there's less distractions. But yeah. the irony is I work less. Yep. I do I do less. And even doing the 150 sessions a week or whatever, I still was able to step back from that and do less. Yep. Like I don't yeah. want people to think, oh, it's all right for you. You're just coaching people now and you sit on Zoom all day, which is true, I do. Yeah. But I also, you know, spend a lot of time at the beach and walking dog and stuff. But I could be doing my whole list of things that I need to do for marketing, et cetera. I could, but I can't get it all done. I just can't. But I've always been that way. But really only since about six eight years ago when i did that course and she told me to meditate so i had to mm. i didn't have to i just did it and it's whatever tool like that works for you but if you're overwhelmed and you really feel like you can't get enough done you're not going to figure out the answer from thinking about it more and trying to solve something from the same way of thinking is just not working you know that expression so you yeah. have to have that thirty thousand look view and that came for me on a wednesday afternoon and a sunday and i think now more than ever people need to turn the devices off yeah. You can't be having no, I'd have no notifications on anyway. Um, I would go into groups to specifically answer questions at times, like, because I taught them all to answer questions, clients to answer, ask questions through a Facebook group instead of texting me. Yeah. Um, so just tiny little protocols like that that people can set up. It's really easy for a busy trainer, a busy coach or a personal trainer to get really overwhelmed with messages and stuff. There's plenty of ways to do it. And you just got, like you're saying, you've got to find what works best for you, a trial and error as well. And but I think the key one was one of them was to, you know, less distractions. So like you're, you're right with social mm -hmm. media, it's just constant, you know, we have notifications, we have things and we don't even know half the time when we're probably scrolling through it or, you know what I mean? Or just looking at a screen. Yeah. So I think, okay. I think there's, that's some good, good key points you just made there. Another one you mentioned was how you invested in that meditation course. Like I think sometimes, you know, you might, as a coach, like anyone in a coaching space might think, oh, are they going to be happy to pay that? But it also helps them to be held accountable for themselves as well. Because if you pay, give a dollar value to something and people value that dollar value, then they're going to be more invested or more committed in, you know, hanging, like, the course. I thought that was a really good point you made with your, your course there. 1,000%. And can I say, it wasn't a, 
there was a meditation in the course. It, I didn't sign up for a meditation course because uh, that would have repelled me at the time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it wouldn't yeah. now because it slowed down a bit, but I think that's my age actually. Yeah. <laughs> oh, but, um, but just creating more awareness me. of opportunity, which has benefited you from it as well. You're probably now more open to it as well. Yeah, that's funny. I thought I already thought that I was open. And oh God, the, the tantrum that I kicked up in myself about that was ridiculous. I did. I thought, does she know who I am? Does she know how many sessions I do? Blah, blah, blah? All that. Yeah. And I succumbed or I released it or surrendered. 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 Yeah. Lost yeah. my shit and then did the thing anyway. And I went, yeah. oh, this works. <laughs> so yeah, I highly recommend it to people. It's amazing. Yeah. And it's free. Um, uh, yeah well it is and you can do it anywhere if you want whenever you like as well so yeah what do you recommend your clients do to handle stress it's a couple of them so meditation is one but i know some clients aren't open to that at first the initial one i always like to get my clients um, to do and i start with sessions with it as well is breathing i think breathing i think we don't realize the power of breathing so much and it's more you know the deeper breathing as well the stress levels can instantly be released or lessened within a couple of seconds. But I think we think we're too busy. We've got to move around all the time. But if we just stop and four to six deep breaths, you know, six, six seconds in, six seconds out, four to six times, and you're like, you actually can then slow down and think clearly, be more productive and less stress, anxiety, worry, whatever you're experiencing in the time. So, and it's, you can do it anywhere. You know what I mean? You can actually literally, if you're in a corporate role, you can do it at your desk. If you're in, you know, yeah, on on the tools you can do it you know at the smoker or just before you do something and if you're in the gym before you have a client you do it and you're in a calmer state before the even client comes because mm-hmm. a lot of the time you've got to probably take on their emotions and their things as well which is overwhelming and draining and you probably experienced that when you had a huge amount of you know classes and also pt class uh, pt one-on-ones as well you know during that busy time of your career as more of a hands-on pt you've come into the online space which is probably, you're probably advanced or more advanced than a lot of people because with the current situation now, a lot of things have converted onto the online. What have you noticed since being in the online space before COVID hit and then also now what with the changes and how people are adapting to the changes as well around us? Um, good question. Actually, so the call that I was on before this because that was her induction call into I've got a 90 day course. That was her induction call into this. And at the end I said, okay, we're going to launch blah, 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 which is her on new online VIP thing, like straight off the bat. So she can make some sales from this first call. And then we're going through the hows and whys, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And then I said, look, typically I wouldn't, that information is not given to you till week four. She said, well, why did you give it to me now? I said, because the climate's changed a little bit. <laughs> the climate's changed a little bit. There's more people on social media. Everybody already knows how to do Zoom now because they're having Zoom wine meetings with their friends. Well, that's Nobody is opposed to training online because everybody's already doing it. Yep. Um, in fact, it's expected that you have some component like that even if you do face-to-face, but you don't have to. If you coach, you do it however you want. So, And it's easier. And I, I hate hearing from trainers that oh no because i have to compete with sam ward and everyone's online now whatever so that's definitely a mindset issue and you'll get what yep. you ask for definitely the flip side of that is you actually will get people from overseas in your sessions because of the thing called the internet that's connecting you and that is happening for every single one of them that are putting themselves out there yep 
So you're not um, really trapping yourself to a select, you know, group of people. You're actually opening your, you've got so endless amount of opportunities, really, if you yes. look at it that way. So yes, no borders. There's yeah. no borders. And for all of them that lost a couple of clients because they had a physical business because of work conditions, et cetera, like when COVID hit. They made up for it literally within a week because that other person brought their friend or whatever because it doesn't matter that they're not in the same suburb anymore. Yeah. I will say that's the transfer though from group sessions and one-on-one to online and it can kind of be done the same. Yep. Um, but as a side note, they get to have something else and coaches have got to learn that it's actually their advice that they're giving people in between the reps and the sets and all that stuff. That's the stuff that changes their life. It's not counts 10 which they know and you know because your yes. sessions are all verbal right yeah yeah and some of them don't get that but what zoom's doing as well is it's getting them used to chatting as well so then they get used to oh i'm more like a health consultant yes you are you're saving this person time money energy and a lot of angst as far as what they've spent in the last 12 months five years etc over what they've been trying to do with this problem um, so they're seeing a different perspective of how they can coach or what their actual assets are in the coaching space rather than just, assets. Oh, I've, I've, written, I've written a program and yeah, I'm, you know, and I'm just watching over them whilst they're doing the program. No, I'm actually engaging, building that rapport, that connection, which is actually helping them build, but it's also mm-hmm. helping they probably the coach in that space to, to get a better understanding of themselves, but then their clients as well. Yeah. It's the assets. Again, that's why, I mean, a beginner coach doesn't get this because they don't know that. And that would be a lie if they were going to, like a personal trainer that's new, if they're going to yeah. sell someone into, like this person I spoke to this morning, I said, no, 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 you don't do online yet because you don't know how to, you have to get really busy. And actually there was a, a word that you said of something about, you know, I teach them retention. No, no. If they can't retain clients, I can't help them because that's, that, that means that they're good at their art, they're good at what they do, i.e. getting results with people. And they've got the personality to retain a person as well. Yes. Results and the personality. I mean, you can teach them the results thing, but that's kind of a beginner's course. Yep. You don't even learn it in the PT course. You kind of learn it in your first few years. But to, you can't teach somebody a personality either. They definitely uh, have to have that one. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, having rapport and personality is probably a long-term you know, asset, which is only going to you know, make you a better person, but also better in whatever business you're going forward in as well because that's what people are actually buying or paying for as well. They're not just paying for your service mm. in the sense of, you know, whatever it is, programs or whatever. But what are some of the success you've seen in the short term since people have now converted over and the results they've had and, the you know, the feedback you've had from some of your, your clients in that space? Do you mean the personal trainers that I've helped yeah, and their businesses yeah, in the pandemic? Yeah. Yes. Um, well, can I bring up Sam? Yeah, go for it. Yeah. So, and Sam won't mind because we did a video the other day as well. Sam that you interviewed last. Yeah. Um, she was one of the first to have, so she started doing her sessions on zoom and then before she knew it, there were people in Asia that were doing her sessions and she's like beside herself, like where did these people come from? I don't know. them. Turns out they were in the accounting firm of someone else that was in her sessions. Um, and then before you know it, she's got four little programs like that that she's running, but she also created a VIP version as well and she'd never been paid that much money. It was only around $100 yeah. for a week for advice because she wasn't used to giving the advice. Now, she's a really busy mum. So all I did was create um, 
opportunity and I've kind of, I had to tweak it, but I don't, I'm artistic and ideas person. I'm not the one that crosses the T's and dots the I's. I've got somebody else for that. Yep. They're like bookie kind of people. Yep. Um, so it, it suits me for these guys to have multiple things. I like to use seminars and workshops and who can do those at the moment? Nobody. I've always done that myself because I like it. It doesn't mean that they have to do it. it nor does it mean that they have to make a video, although they work much better and the pandemic has definitely made people make videos. That's yes, a plus. Definitely. Yeah. Overcome um, fears as well. You know what I mean? Of that. Like I know I'm personally for me, like talking in a camera a bit was, at first it was overwhelming and all that, but then the more you do it and you see the benefits and all that, it actually comes a bit easier and you learn things and you embrace it even more on the way. So I think that, I know that, you're a natural. Anyone would think you've been to like, Zoom recording, speaking no, no. school or something. I'm not joking. Oh, well, thanks for the run sessions on how to run interviews now. <laughs> I appreciate that. Well, I might be think go down that path. No, um, I just enjoy it. I like chatting with people. I like. I'm. I think I'm inquisitive, and I think that's sort of that's my nature. And I think it's sort of led me down the work I'm doing now. So, um, yeah, I'm lucky that I figured it out. I think that's also mm. a, a trick in itself or a challenge sometimes, but once you do, you just got to embrace it and it's a passion. So thanks again. Um, what we've, well, let's go along a bit of life balance. How do, how do you, what's some advice you could give our listeners on having a life balance with work and then also li- having a life outside of work. And especially if you are working for yourself, I know um, it's tricky because we were talking early on with the hours we've got to spend and it's always something to do, but how do we, able to switch off and just enjoy like if it's family friends you know our own time and then when we're back in the work environment doing the best we can in that space i'm not the person to ask this because i think i'm working all the time because i'm constantly thinking about work but that's because i like it so i don't understand but and that's because oh god before i could talk about strangers so i did it when i left school Yep. Only for like a year or two, and I knew that it wasn't for me because I'm more a people person than a computer person, but I don't know how to fix a computer problem now, but not these computers are too new. But to advance these so computers. now I've forgotten the question. Oh, lifestyle balance. I yeah, life, life balance in the sense of, yeah. And yeah, it doesn't have to be too, you know, but just, you know, how, well, how do you do it? Like I know you say you, you love work and it's actually an enjoyment for you, but I gather you still have time sometimes where you just have no work. You just have your own time. You hang out with maybe your daughter or friends or family and just enjoy it. Yeah. <laughs> so many layers. I think it's up to each person and whoops, dropped my headset. I think it's up to each person. One of my clients wrote something about me on the internet the other day and said the biggest thing she's got was she learned, she's a coach counselor as well. She's learned to not um, put a line between herself and her business Okay. because I think, or because she is a business, she's got the most amazing personality and she's bloody hilarious. But she also thought that the memes that she makes herself were inappropriate for her clients to see. I don't know, but that's really funny. Don't you, don't you bring some of your humor into these sessions? Why don't you share it everywhere? Yeah. Um, and as a result of her kind of just letting go and letting them both and the same thing be all the one thing, she attracts more. Yeah. Um, everyone's different. Yes, I do have downtime. It's, it is. It's knowing yourself. It's checking in with yourself every week. I can't say to do that too much because whether it's, Everything that you measure and track changes regardless of what it is. So if you measure and track what you're doing with your time, did you enjoy it? Was that fun? Was that not fun? 
track your sales, look at the money, but focus more on the stuff that you like. Mm. You really can. The only way to expand your time and get a good result is honestly to try and have as much fun as possible. I don't know how you do that in a pandemic, but yeah. <laughs> it is. And I've realized, you know, kind of since the evolution, since that course where I meditated eight years ago was slowing down actually gets more done yeah. for me. It doesn't work like that for everybody. I think everyone's different, but more of a, you know, how much of a good vibe you can stay in. Because the last two days, right? Well, not two days. Two days recently, I've done two workshops. One was online, one was face-to-face, just a small group of five. But because, and it wasn't even in this niche. But I just like teaching and having groups of people and I miss people. And it's, it was amazing for them and they got a lot out of it. They all talked to each other more than what I got to talk. So it was ended up being a social thing. Yeah. But because I was having a good time and I keep needing to reinforce my, this to myself because I was having a good time those last couple of days. I've had more inquiries than what I can keep up with. Yeah. And it's not because I'm running any ads. And I know from, I've had some packages before where I do stuff with, I do, the, do it for the client. I don't advertise this. There's no space available if anyone asks. <laughs> There isn't. Um, there's because I've got two at the moment, and that's enough. Yeah. There's even if they're not in a good mood, and we run a Facebook ad, it won't work. Yeah. No one talks about those statistics. It always comes down to the vibe that you put out and how you are as a person. So if you don't like what you're doing, change what you're doing. Yeah. I like. I believe there's just em- endless possibilities for people that are willing to just you know get a side hustle or whatever and work for themselves a little bit. Yep. Because there's so much more joy in your life. And I've, because I stopped working for someone else, I think it was 19 or 20, mm. 19 and a half, I haven't experienced that for so long. I, I wanted to throw up every Sunday night before I went to work. I remember what that felt like. And I just thought, I can't do this. I hate it. Yeah. I hate it. I didn't burn any bridges. I actually still talk to my old boss. He's great. But I just wanted to be sick. I knew that I couldn't get up and go to work for someone else and just have all of that time there where I wasn't doing any of the stuff that one I totally enjoyed. It just really wasn't for me. Maybe that's why. Maybe it was because I was in the wrong job. That's it. Also but a lot I of people like are. A lot of people experience that, don't they? Even yeah. in today's, you know, they right. sort of just do it because they feel like they have to and all that. But you sort of, you answered the question in the sense that you worked out, you know, what works for you, you know what I mean? And mm. understanding yourself. I think that's a really key point for anyone who's listening. But also you you're saying also work the work you do isn't like work it's a bur- it's not a burden for you it's an enjoyment it's mm. sort of part of your life and it gives you that yeah. and that excitement which so then really it is a work-life balance because you're doing something you're really passionate and enjoy I, said, I can't i work when i go on holidays and everyone's like yeah. what are you going into the room for i'm like oh, i'm going to just speak to my clients I'm like oh you're doing your working I'm like oh, i like my work yeah i really <laughs> like my work <laughs> but the but, I don't like having holidays where I can't work. I, that sounds weird. I'm not like totally bad. I can sit by the pool and have a yeah. margarita and all the rest of it. But and then I won't make a post that's a little bit inappropriate. <laughs> no social <laughs> after a few drinks, eh? <laughs> but, uh, exactly. no, but, but that's, that's see, everyone's different, like you said. But I think that's great that you can do that. And I think people are listening. The, the key is to find something you're passionate about and it's not overwhelming your life. It's and not controlling your life. You're making the decision when you want to actually do the work as well. If you are on a holiday, you don't have to go in there, but you decided or you had a choice that you wanted to do it. So I think it's 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 understanding yourself, understanding what you actually want to do, what what you're 
your message you want to get out and what you actually feel good in doing yourself. And I think that's, you know, what a perfect life balance. So for anyone who's listening, everyone has different reasons. Do you know what I mean? So if you are working for someone else and you're loving it, that's great. But then you're able to switch off after that nine to five and go home and do whatever you want. If you're working for yourself, but you're loving what you're doing, well then, and then you're able to, you know, grow something that you want and you're passionate about. So I think everyone's different. And then on the other hand, if people aren't enjoying what they're doing, maybe look within, like you said, and find out what actually gives you passion or joy or um, excitement and that fulfillment, you know, within you, because otherwise you're just going to be upset every time. And you might be like yourself on a Sunday Sunday evening, just feeling sick and anxious or not even motivated to go to work. Yeah, or you'll or you'll be painful to be around. Like I yeah. feel sorry for your partner if you have one, and you definitely wouldn't have any friends. <laughs> Maybe well, <that's>... do, <laughs> but you're only pleasant to be around on a Saturday. You know, that's yeah. just not. I just knew that that's not my kind of life because my parents worked so hard. They owned taxi cabs. I watched them get up from four o'clock in the morning every morning to wash the cabs and do da 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 da, and they were so unhappy. Yeah, beautiful people, but just not really happy. Um, so it just felt like that. I just feel like I'm lazy, honestly. Even my partner will tell you I'm lazy. Yeah. Because he's like, you're going to have another coffee. You know, you have work to do. I'm like, I, this is work. Yeah. I'm I love it. <laughs> you meant, you but mentioned... that doesn't, pardon, sorry. No, you go, you go. Yeah. I was going to say, you don't necessarily even have to work for yourself or start a side hustle or anything like that. But I think if you can get your job in with your personality, um, like I was talking to a friend today and he's working really hard, but then his genius is numbers. So, and then we were talking about mortgages and loans and all the rest of it. And I said, oh, why don't you become a mortgage broker? Cause it's, I know it's a low barrier of entry and it was really like your thing. And you know, it's always reason excuses to not do it, but even that would be a better fit for what he's doing. the person's personality. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. Yeah. But then he might now think about it. It's an idea you throw up sometimes and people take their time That's and when true. they're ready. Men are like that, aren't you? You've just got to leave it there and like, <laughs> when come around to when it's their idea. <laughs> <laughs> when we're ready, we'll know the right time and we'll take that that approach. <laughs> I'm generalizing how sexist is that sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not getting involved in this discussion, but <laughs> but um I appreciate you coming on. Thanks again for um, giving us your time and a bit of insight on who you are and some great knowledge and um, some great key points you've mentioned throughout the chat. What I'd like to finish off with, with two questions to all my guests. Uh, the first one, what gives you purpose? I'm out to change the world. Um, I'm not out to rule the world. Let's not confuse the two, but my it's funny, my mum has always joked my whole life and it's just so fitting. She's always said, oh, God, you think you're going to change the world, don't you? When are you going to get over that? I've never outgrown it. I've just kind of changed formats. Now I get to help other coaches change it in their realm and I help them satisfaction of their job, etc. I see that as making a footprint on the world and helping raise the consciousness of the world and helping humans be better humans and raising my little human and being an example, being an example for her. It's pretty motivating as well. It's pretty much changing the world. You're, you're having an impact and it's flowing on. So I think, I think you're definitely doing that. So that's... Um, Even if it is one social media post or argument at a time. <laughs> doesn't matter. Little steps. That's how ha- change happens yeah. in, for long-term stuff as well. You know, change yeah. doesn't happen overnight. So it I think, is little. It is about little steps actually, isn't it? It's 1% or 0.0 of a 1%. That's it. No, no big stuff. 
nah, that's it. Otherwise, it doesn't. It do, it's not sustainable, and it doesn't happen. And you know, I think little steps creates you know success and habit, good habits, and all those things. So if you can, it sounds like you're doing that now with what you're doing as a mother, but also as a as a mentor as well. So um, I applaud you on that. And last of all, what's your favorite destination or destination you'd love to go to? Anywhere around the world. I have to change this question. We've just gone back into lockdown today. <laughs> my imagination. Well, get yeah, get creative. <laughs> I go into my imagination a lot at the moment. <laughs> a warm beach, any warm beach. Give me any warm beach, and I'm sick of going to Cuda, but give me any warm beach. Yeah, all right, any warm beach. We've had beach a little bit of or, beach or forest. I have to say. With internet. No, I don't really care because. Okay. Uh, I could come back to the person's house that's got internet, but no, I nature. I do okay. like nature. nature. No, I don't need to. I don't take a lot of pictures when I'm in nature. I'm not yeah. doing internet stuff when I'm in nature. Yeah, that's yeah. more just that's your downtime, your time. It's de- yeah, actually, that's a tactic I definitely use as I try and get in it. It's like quite thick in it either at the beach, like a couple of times, or that's because I'm lucky near the beach, but or forest or something once or twice a week. Yeah, awesome. Well, um, thanks again for coming on and um, I enjoyed it. I I thought it was really insightful and enjoyable. So thanks again. Thank you, Vaughan. Thank you for having me on and giving me the opportunity to talk about myself because everybody likes to do that as much as it's a bit embarrassing. (laughs) No, it's great. I think, no, I I love it. And I think it's great for, you know, everyone who comes on and and shares their story because everyone's got a story to share as well. And if people are listening and they'd love to reach out to you or follow you or anything, what's the best? Uh, platform to get you on uh probably the website's the easiest i'm on i'm on all the socials as well as kate martin you can friend me or personal trainer mentor or my website is kate martin mentor.com perfect i'll put that in the notes as well so then if they they can get that so um we'll do that so thanks again my pleasure thanks for